Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 9th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And um, got a couple of UFC fight announcements, and I'm also going to talk a little about uh, a little bit about the May Young Classic as well. Uh, first of all, it was announced on uh, Tuesday's uh, final episode, the season finale, I guess, of uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, that Macy Barber versus Maya Stevenson has been added to UFC Fight Night 139, November 10th at the Pepsi Center in Denver. Um, This fight is at strawweight. Now, Macy earned a UFC contract when she beat Jamie Colleen on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Season series earlier this year. Uh, She showed plenty of potential in that fight. Uh, I posted the fight on uh, the blog if you want to have a look at it. Uh, Macy is 20 years old. She's from Fort Collins, Colorado. Her record is 5-0. Uh, she fought previously in the LFA. Now, uh, Maya is 36 years old from Victorville, California. Her record is 6-5. and five. She is trained by her husband, uh, Joe Stevenson, and he's been around for years. Now, Maya lost in the first round of Tough 26, which was for flyweights, and then she showed up in the UFC, and she lost her UFC debut to Pollyanna Viana. Now, I had seen her uh, before she was in the UFC, and I just... I don't think she's a UFC caliber fighter. And, and I guess um, what I'm looking for here is uh, I don't think Macy will have much trouble with her, but I guess what it is is it's in her home state uh, and her family is going to be there. I think they travel around with her anyway. And I guess they want her to make a big splash in her official UFC debut. And uh, I will tell you this, that if she uh, looks in that match how she looked uh, on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, and I have no reason to think that she will not look good, um, we could have something on our hands. I mean, she's a 20-year-old kid, and she looks very, very uh, poised for a young kid. Okay, on the other match fight that was announced, um, it's a bantamweight bout. Uh, Sarah Morass will face Talita Bernardo on UFC Fight Night 138, October 27th, at the Moncton Events Center in Moncton, New Brunswick. And um, Talita announced the fight on her Instagram. Now, Sarah is 30 years old from Kelowna, BC, and her record is five and three. She's two and two in the UFC. Now, she was on Tough 18. If you don't think you've seen her that often, you're right. Uh, She's probably a better fighter than her record, but uh, I think injuries have slowed her down. Like uh, after her, she had a fight in 2015 and she was off for two years. And, uh, um, you know, her her finances were so bad, she had to go back to work at the post office, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if she'll ever be a top fighter, uh, but, uh, you know, obviously she's had some problems with injuries and that sort of thing. Now, Talita is 31 years old. She's from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Her record is 4-3. She's 0-2 in the UFC. She trains at PRVT with Jessica Andrade, but uh, she ain't Jessica Andrade by any means. Now, she came to the UFC as a late replacement last year, and she's lost two fights, one to uh, um, the last one. I think she lost to uh, Irene Aldana. 
And based on the two fights I've seen, she's not a UFC caliber fighter, which is not unusual for someone who comes in as a late replacement. She just, she's not very good, all right? So I would expect Sarah to have the advantage here. Uh, and I would think that if uh, Talita uh, loses, she's probably going to get released because they usually go over three. Now, PRVT is a good camp. They've, um, um, some, there've been some good uh, female fighters uh, from that camp, but uh, Talita is not one of them, okay? All right, now, uh, last night they started the uh, tapings for the May Young Classic. Uh, first of all, they talked, uh, uh, WWE ta- uh, announced uh, who will be doing the broadcasting and all of that. And first of all, the broadcasters will be uh, Michael Cole, uh, uh, Renee Young, and Beth Phoenix. And uh, Mauro Ranallo will be doing the um, Bracketology show which uh, will air before the first episode. Now, um, my thoughts on the broadcast team is, I'll kind of say the same thing that I said last year, and that's, uh, I didn't like the broadcast team last year. I think this is better, uh, but I'd like to, I would have preferred, quite frankly, to see um, Dave Prezak, uh, Shimmer, owner of Shimmer, uh, broadcast, because most of these wrestlers have worked for him at one time or another. He's just more familiar with them. You know, uh, as far as Renee Young is concerned, there were some people saying, oh, they should have her do play-by-play. Listen, for one thing, she's not any good at play-by-play. She did some in NXT. And not only isn't she good at it, she doesn't like doing it. So I don't know why they would want to have her do play-by-play. And they know that. I mean, her role primarily is doing... Uh, the kind of uh, preview shows and, and stuff like that that she does. Uh, she does that better. I mean, you know what? When she worked in Canada at The Score, that's what she did. You know? She didn't go out and, broad- and do play-by-play. That wasn't what she did. She did primarily, you know, uh, at the sports desk, that kind of thing. That's what she was. She was a sportscaster. So that's, that's what her game is. So she's doing commentary along with Beth Phoenix. And, uh, um, you know, I don't have a problem. It'll be better than last year. But I still would prefer Dave Prezak. Uh, you know, uh, it just, that's my preference. All right. Um, now, um, they had the mat. They taped uh, the first round last night. And they're going to tape the uh, other rounds tonight. And the final will be at the Evolution pay-per-view on October 28th. So the way they're going to run the shows on the WWE Network is starting on September 5th, they're going to run uh, an episode per week um, on the WWE Network uh, Wednesday night at 9. And that will be after the weekly episode of NXT. Now, if you recall last year, uh, they did it all on the network as kind of a binge. Like they put all the epi- all eight episodes uh, on the network at once. And um, now I'm in Canada and it's a little different because in Canada, the WWE network is on cable. And so we can't, the problem with that is the, I could access the network on the internet, but we don't, we don't have a Roku channel, WWE network Roku channel. So we can't take, um, the network content from the internet and put it to my TV. 
okay? So um, I prefer doing it this way. I don't really care one way or another. I mean, I know who, I know the spoilers, right? Now, I'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything like that. But what I am going to do, since I've seen the, the, the results from yesterday and I know what the brackets are going to be, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think will happen based on the brackets that I've seen. So the obvious winner of the Mae Young Classic is Yo Shirai. I mean, I've had some people say, oh, I'd like to see them do something different. And the thing that fans have to understand sometimes is sometimes the obvious and predictable is the correct thing to do, all right? She's under contract. She's the, some people will tell you, oh, Mako Satomura is a better wrestler than her. You want to, you want to, uh, Split hairs, be my guest. But the bottom line is that she's under contract and Mako isn't. All right? Now, in the brackets, I will tell you one thing this much. And that's that you have on one side of the brackets, at least if it's set up the way they, they taped it last night, on one side of the bracket, Mako Satamura is on one side. And on the other side, you have Tony Storm, Hiroyo Matsumoto, and Yoshirai. Okay, so <laughs> this is kind of set up in such a way that what they're going to do, what it looks like they're going to do, is they're going to have Yoshirai face Hiroyo Matsumoto in the quarterfinals, and then she'll face Tony Storm in the, in the semifinals, and then in the finals, it's possible she'll face Mako Satomura at the pay-per-view. Several people have complained why don't you think Tony Storm will win? And the reason I don't think Tony Storm will win is because Tony is under contract to NXT UK and she's going to be defending that belt at the pay-per-view, okay? Because they're still doing tapings over in England for that, okay? So that's, and besides she's in the same bracket as, as Yo. So I, I never expected her to win the thing anyway. Now, there is a dark horse that I want you to consider through all of this. Though I do think that um, Yo versus, um, versus Mako is, is highly possible in the final. Okay? There is one dark horse candidate that you want to keep in the back of your mind. And that is Casey Catanzaro. You're going to go, who? Who's she? All right. Well, Casey Catanzaro was on American Ninja Warrior. And she signed with the WWE a few months ago. And from what I understand, she has picked up wrestling very well. Now, I haven't seen her yet, but obviously, if she wasn't picking it up, she wouldn't be in this tournament, okay? And based on the brackets that I see, it is highly possible that she could get into the finals, at the very least, I expect her to make the, the quarterfinals, maybe even the semis, okay? Where she could very well face Mako Satomura in the semifinals, okay? The other wrestler you want to keep in your mind there who might be involved in that, also remember she's under contract to the WWE, is Diana Perrazzo, okay? These are two women that they clearly have big plans for. Diana, we already know she can work. We already know this. Casey, we don't know, but we're going to find out what she can do on the May Young Classic. But I'm telling you, she's your dark horse. She won't win, 
but she could make the final. I actually don't think she will. I think that she'll make the semifinal, and uh, Mako will win in the win in the, win the semifinal, and then of course Yo will win in the final. Okay, so I'll know exactly who's in the final after tonight because they're taping more matches tonight. All right, but I wanted to get to that before they did that so that I'm not. I mean, I'm not giving you guys any spoilers here. Okay, I'm just telling you based on the brackets, who I think is going to be involved in the uh, final, okay? So for sure, Yo Shirai, but the other bracket is a little less certain. And, uh, you know, Casey Cotanzaro is a dark horse, okay? Don't be shocked if she ends up in the final. Remember, I told you first. Anyway, that's it. For today, uh, not sure when I'll be back for the next uh, next podcast, but just remember to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you want to leave a voice message on the blog, on the podcast, all you have to do is do so, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts. So until the next podcast, have a good day.